Happy GDPR Day. I hope the data protection fairy has been and left you something private in your stocking. Mm, no, scratch that. I'll do it again. Hello. Brendan and I are going to be out for a couple of weeks. Uh, I know this is a bit early to go all reply all on you, but uh, we're both busy and important and handsome men. And we have busy and important and handsome things to do. Um, needless to say, we'll be back in full with you in a couple of weeks, but we do have a show for you today. Earlier this week, I sat down with Jason Reed, the creator and host of Stop and Search, which took away two silvers at the second annual British Podcast Awards, which took place this Saturday. It's a podcast about drug culture that also takes on other addiction topics. We talked about his show, joining Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces Network, and the awards themselves. And I started off by asking him, why a podcast about drug culture? Well, it's a massive issue at the moment. It's If, if you turn on the news, pretty much every other story is about a drugs bust, this, that, and the other, um, someone being assassinated in Mexico because of the literal war on drugs that's going on out there in, in the Philippines. So... It's a really hot topic, and plus it coordinates with the work that we do. I'm in an organisation called Leap UK, so we're a, we're a group of international police, MI5, undercover officers um, who are out there campaigning for drug law reform globally, and it's just a really good outreach tool. We found that we don't always hit the target audiences of people that aren't interested in drugs and drug policy through conventional means, so we thought, let's just take the conversation further. So then when we hooked up with Scroobius Pip, who's obviously just a podcast legend, uh, it just made sense that we had to do a podcast and have these conversations that we're probably not having in society just yet. So it's there to open up all these discussions that we really should be having. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that because for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Scroobius Pip is a well-known podcaster and spoken word artist. He had a big hit in 2007 with Thou Shalt Always Kill and set up his own podcast uh, a few years ago. So how did membership of his network actually come about? It basically all started from Pip. In his own interviews, he, he collected us. He was We're like Pokemon. So he did Susie Gage, who is just... Susie Gage is amazing. If you've not listened to Say Why to Drugs, it's, it's just it's become a pheno- phenomenon. God, I shouldn't say that, <laughs> having not recently got up recently. Um, as you can tell, my voice is still croaky because I'm still kind of suffering from the backlog of the podcast awards. Even though <laughs> I'm completely sober, I'm still kind of in that backlash. Um, so yeah, Susie Gage, sh- she did Pip's show before me and it was just about drugs uh, and her, her realm in science. And it was just a fascinating discussion. So I think he straight away said to Susie, you know, I've had this idea for a little while with proper drug education, you know, not to just say no that some of us know from the 80s. And Susie was like, yep, sounds brilliant. I've wanted to do that. So they started to form that up. Then a few months later, he interviewed me because I've done some films. And again, the subject of drugs quite clearly cropped up. And he said the same to me as, this is quite an interesting discussion. So we should we try and sort of do more with this and spread the awareness out there? And I said, absolutely, it's exactly what we want to do. And then he he, he also met up with Jim Smallman, who's a, a wrestling uh, promoter. He's got his own company called Progress Wrestling. Um, and again, Jim's conversation was so fluent and brilliant that Pitt was like, right, well, we need a wrestling podcast <laughs> quite clearly. And, it, and that's become really massively successful as well. 
And then um, last year, I think it was, yeah, because they're just celebrating their year anniversary this week, I think. Chris and Stu, Pip's long-term friends who have done the drunk cast. If you listen to Pip's podcast every so often, him and his mate get together, get completely plastered and talk rubbish. And it's brilliant. And that's Chris and Stu. And they, they do hardcore listings. So the top five, whatever you want to be. So top five albums, top five times you're embarrassed. Um, listing shows just work mm. and they pull it off so perfectly because they do live stuff as well. And that's how the network formed. It just become this organic process of personalities merging together and we're all of a sim- similar personality type as well so that's nice you know it just means that no one's competing we're all in this to help each other out and it's just such a friendly cool place to be we're like the um the waltons in the podcast <laughs> world oh nice happy family um so how do you how do you put an episode of your show together we predominantly do it live so we we go to tottenham court road waterstones mostly and put on panel discussions so we think, for example, the first one we did was with Robin Ince and Susie Gage and Simon Oxenham, who's a brilliant neuroscientist blogger that does, if you look up, um, what was his original name? I can't remember. Neurobonkers. That is what he went out as, but he's, he's evolved since then. And he's just fantastic. And who else have we done? Rufus Hound has been on it. Marcus Brigstock has done a one-on-one with us. Um but we're also spreading out as well because we're we're not just covering people that are authors now because we've done quite a lot of people that are, that are book people because it goes well at Waterstones, funny enough. And now we're doing things like, um, I probably shouldn't say this, but between us, we're going to be probably doing one in Parliament pretty soon with, uh, with some of our friendly MPs. Oh, wow. So that's going to be quite interesting because there's a lot of legal things towards that because you, you, the amount of restrictions on recording in Parliament yeah. is pretty huge you know most people don't know this um but we think that we've got a way around of doing it you know it's all above board we're not going to be sitting in the cupboard doing it um and it it just really helps us because like i said the conversations in drug law reform that we're having are so huge and we're trying to put them out there that these little hooks of doing it in what was those doing in parliament um doing the universities they just really help push the awareness out there. And it's, it works for the audience as well because, you know, the, the venues are cool when they get to participate. And and it's just, believe it or not, even though we're tackling some really tricky subjects, yeah. it's quite fun. And we have quite a lot of laugh with it as well, which I think is just great about the podcast world in general. I don't know if you find that the relaxed nature of it yeah. just really works. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, the, you know, the, the more relaxed you get, the, the less guarded you are and, and the more interesting conversations you can you can have. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's talk about uh, the, the awards then. Um, yes. We were both there on the uh, the Saturday uh, in uh, in King's Place. Uh, you got the uh, – you were nominated in, in two categories for Smartest Podcast and uh, In Current Affairs – and you took away the silver in both categories. So first off, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> we totally wasn't expecting <laughs> that because, you know, we, we overachieved. There's a no doubt about it. We're up against BBC Blue Planet, for goodness sake. That was what we thought. Mm. We straight away saw that. It was like, well, that's it. You know, the fish have won. Definitely. <laughs> no getting around that. And also like BBC Five Radio Brexit. Um, Radio Brexit? Oh, there's, there's a concept. Um, so, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, so Radio Five Brexit podcast. Um they were, they were there as well. So we thought, well, that's huge as well. Yeah, there's no getting away mm-hmm. from that. And of course, Ed Miliband's reasons to be cheerful has just become this, mm-hmm. this legendary thing straight away. So we thought, well, we don't stand a chance. So then when, when it was announced and we come up with these, you know, on aggregate did brilliantly well, double silver. We, we just couldn't believe it. It was like, 
well, it, for a while we was in shock. We just sort of sat there going, yeah, that'd do. And then it wasn't until afterwards it sunk in of like, <laughs> that does kind of, you know, and this, excuse the crass way of wording this, but kind of insinuates we're the best, second best current affairs and smartest podcast in the country. And was like, that's weird. How did that happen? Because we're yeah. just a bunch of muppets that sit there talking about drugs but all of a sudden we've now got this it's a claim so yeah and and, and the distraction piece of network guys they were just blown i think it was that that made it sink in for us the adulation that came our way from our friends and our colleagues because we was you know on the night just like yeah we'll take that and then we went, went back to the bar and just had a drink then all of a sudden everybody's like that's amazing and we're like Oh yeah, it's actually quite cool, isn't it? So it wasn't until afterwards it started to sink in. Yeah, you did all right there. So, yeah. um, so uh, how did you enjoy the night itself? I th- did you go last year? Yes, I think it was. I mean, last year was great because it was again a very different way of doing it. Um, the the lack of seating was certainly an issue. Mm. So I'm glad that they addressed that this year. Um, so they were very two different ceremonies, weren't they? And I think this year it certainly worked as an award ceremony. It you know it was. Many people say it worked as the best award ceremony you can have because it was so quick. You know, that yeah. in a way, it's slightly mean that the, the the gold winners don't get to have a little bit of an acceptance speech. But I can see mm. why the quick procession of it makes sense. And also, being podcast world, you can get that comment afterwards, which is what they were doing. Um, so yeah, the the actual award ceremony itself, I think, was absolutely on point, and I think. Anybody that watches award ceremonies should probably have a look at that one to show you how you can do it nice and quick. Um, And I think just in general, the atmosphere is just really nice. What I like about the podcast world is just it's not competitive. It's everybody's Mm -hmm. working together. It's we're we're almost like the um, I don't know what's a good analogy. This is going to be terrible. I know it is, but like the Transformers that form up into one giant <laughs> monster. I think we're like that in the podcast world. We're, yep. we're all individual Transformers, but once we form up together, that's when we can kind of take on Megatron. And I think we're getting to that point where the industry, and I'm using that in quotation marks behind the screen, I think the industry's got to such a degree now that we are actually competing with the mainstream media in its own way. And that's, again, brilliant and bizarre and equal stakes, I think. Would you, I don't know if you'd agree with that or not. Yeah, I think so. And uh, uh, like, uh, it kind of leads into the question I was going to ask, like, what is the, what is the villain that the, uh, that us as, as one assembled Megatron are fighting? You know, what, what is the villain that, um, that we as a collective um, in our uh, Transformers get up? What are we fighting against? Is it, uh, the BBC? Is it media? Is it people who don't know what a podcast is? Is it apathy? Is it boredom? What are we? What are we fighting against? First of all, are, are we Megatron in this? I, I just got to get me head around it because if that's the case, I don't know if I want to do it anymore. As, <laughs> as much as he's a great character, I don't know if I want to be Megatron. Although, if if you if you and this is a really cheap plug, but if you look at my t- my Twitter, my actual Twitter handle is at Jason Tron. So I've kind of got an affinity with Megatron. Um, Clearly, yeah. If you listen to um, and this is a slight digress, I apologise massively but if you listen to pip's christmas drunk cast you'll actually I, i'm actually uh, i don't drink but believe it or not it came out in the conversation that um my actual real name is jason tron because i changed it by depot a few years ago so that's kind of my claim to fame i mean i am my, my full name is jason reed but i did slip in the middle name of jason tron anyway now i've got that out of the way confessional um i think yeah i think we, we are competing with the mainstream media in a way, but I don't think, 
again, the word competing necessarily highlights what we're doing. I think that what we're managing to do is potentially circumvent traditional formats. And by that, I mean that a lot of us having conversations out there that we want to have. So like the grief cast absolutely swept the board mm-hmm. because what other conversations are there that are like that? She's completely got an original concept. Yes. And it's the same with a lot of the other um, podcasts that are on offer. The fact that Ed Miliband can now doesn't have to rely on Newsnight to get his um, voice out there. And as we found out, Ed Miliband as a politician is a lot different to Ed Miliband as the podcaster. So he's reinvented himself through it, which is, again, just incredible to do that. And I think that's where we've we've come into our own in the podcast industry is that we can be ourselves. We Mm -hmm. don't have to rely on that, right? Red light on. We've now mm. got to do the suited and booted thing. Because in my realm, yeah, we're, we're always doing media. We're always on the BBC and mine on Sunday or whatever. So we have to come up with a certain apparel. You know, mm. we have to look a certain way, sound a certain way. But we can drop that and we can be informal on podcasts. And that's what you can't do on mainstream media. You get a snapshot. You get two minutes to get your stuff across and then you're out of the studio and then it's on somebody else. Mm. In podcasting, you can actually get into it. And they're accessible conversations that we need to have, as I, as I keep saying, which almost sounds like some awful tagline. But we are getting to that point where we don't need to have the traditional, and, and the traditional media is always going to be there. Mm-hmm. There's no getting away from it. But I think it's doing the traditional media some good, having the podcast industry push it along a bit. Because you, you would have noticed, like Channel 4 News, they've got their own podcast out now that is on those themes, you know, celebrities talking about things that are important to them. You know, they had Jonathan Pye on recently about free speech. They had, um, oh, oh God, I can never remember his name. Um, the actor Sheen, not Barry Sheen. Oh, uh, Mike, Michael. Sheen. Michael Sheen, yes, who <laughs> I absolutely love as an actor. He was on uh, Channel 4 News' podcast literally this week, I think, talking <laughs> about Margaret Thatcher and, and the mining situation in Wales. These are things that you wouldn't be able to do on Channel 4 News because why? What's the point of, it's not timely, Michael Sheen talking about my, Margaret Thatcher and and, mm-hmm. and the Wales and the mining situation, but it's timely because it's a podcast and they don't date. You know, these are po- constantly on the shelf now, yeah, ready to be picked up. And that's where it's good, I think. I said going into the podcast awards that we we totally had no expectations and we're all of our team we're we're we're, we're muppets you know we're we're quite humble we're silly we're we're not at all taking ourselves seriously in what we do mm-hmm. but the endorsement that we had within that those two nominations were just huge you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me they they really did give an endorsement to what we're doing in drug policy reform and that's where it was important for us because we said we don't expect to win, but there's no getting away from it that out of all the people that are nominated, because of the area that we frequent in looking for political lobbying, drug policy reform, changes within a social system, those those nominations meant a hell of a lot. Mm. And also coming out of it, the two endorsements of, as, as I said, you know, in crude terms, being the second best current affairs and the second best smartest podcast in the country, to us, that was just a massive endorsement to, to, to the issue, not just our podcast, but to the fact that drug policy reform conversations are sli- slipping through and getting into people's ears. And for us, if we can capitalise on that, that's going to be brilliant. So we do, we came out of it really enthused and wanting to ramp it up, going, right, if we can do this, if we can do this, we can do this. We're not looking to get the gold next year by any means. 
But if we think we think, well, if that's the endorsement we've got now, because we we still don't feel we've got started yet, we still feel we're in the early stages. So that's really interesting. We're going to keep pushing um, because you you started in 2016, um, and you do one a month. Is that right? At the moment, it's one a month. Yeah, and I I would like to increase that. I'd like to get it at least fortnightly. Mm-hmm. And we've got loads in the bank at the moment. We've got some some stacked up ones that we've that we've recorded. Um, prime example, we've got. Uh, Channel Four Hunted crew, we've got them on um, that have already been recorded. Um, what else have we got? We've got um, subjects on women and addiction, which they keep coming up. There's a great journalist called Jenny Valentish that I've just interviewed, along with Millie Charles from uh, BBC Women's Hour. Uh, we've recorded that one last week, so we've got loads in the bank. What I need to do is try and increase that frequency a little bit. So I'm probably going to start doing non-live ones as well. So just one-on-one traditional podcasts because I know there are conversations out there that certain um, people that have been affected by drug laws want to have. But also, you know, there's no getting away from it. From us, public figures really work. Mm-hmm. They they really help us spread it out there. Yeah. So that's why we're really lucky to have the donation of public figures. We did um, the former president of Switzerland, Ruth Dreyfus, a few months ago. And that one was a huge one. They, that, that We didn't necessarily know where I've listening figures were going to go mm-hmm. with that because it was such a unique character but it was so well received and that's the reason why I love podcasts as well is you can never predict it I don't know if you find that you think right this is a good episode it's polished it's nice it's got a big figure and then it doesn't necessarily go anywhere and then you get someone that no one's heard of it's a off the cuff conversation and then that's the big one that goes out there mm. Absolutely, yeah. And that's why a podcast is brilliant <laughs> because you can just never predict Absolutely. it. Absolutely. But yeah, we we really want to amp it up. We want to kind of create more. We want to do more and just really go to town on the show aspect as well. We're lucky to have nightclubs interested in us as well. So I don't know if you know anything about drug testing that is quite on the news at the moment. So patrons go to clubs and festivals with drugs, get them tested by this um, agency called The Loop which are fantastic. Yes. Um, we're going to be interviewing The Loop at a nightclub. Um, so things like that, we're tap- tapping right into the, what the zeitgeist, as it mm. were, things that are in current mainstream news, uh, and we're going that little bit more in depth. Um, and that's where it's exciting to us, is that we can just go that little bit further than what the mainstream media can. Fantastic. So um, just to, uh, to, to finish off, I'm going to spring this on you. Um, do you have a podcast recommendation that is not on um the uh on the distraction pieces network i do okay can i have two? Oh yeah of course is that, is that allowed oh absolutely so firstly a friend of ours called tian and uh partly political broadcast what tian and manages to do is he pretty much does like the one uh the no, what's it called what's the um oh you know like the american shows that it's got a funny comedian just trawling over the news oh yeah tian and does that um brilliantly he is mm. such a down-to-earth comic uh, that I can't recommend enough. He's just finished supporting Frankie Boyle. Um, so he's he's really up there in his in his career. Tiernan just manages to strip down the news and he has interesting guests as well. So he, he goes, again, gets in there further. He has conversations with the guests that matter. Mm-hmm. So there's that one. But also, if you want something that's just brilliantly take your brain out lighthearted, uh, The Dream Factory with John Harris and Joel Grove from a cast. So what they do on that is they pick stupid random film concepts. Some of it can be puns. Some of it can be just things that go together. Right now, I can't think of any example whatsoever, which is really bloody useful. Um, <laughs> what is it? It's I've not sold that at all well, have I? But honestly, listen to it. It's it's funny, it's hilarious, and you will be coming up with your own film concepts on it. And okay. hopefully, fingers crossed, I'll be on it fairly soon. Pip's just done it. Uh, Tian has done 
Dream Factory 2. Um, it's brilliant. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. And uh, and thank you for uh, for joining us on Bitrate. It's been a, a real pleasure. And once again, congratulations. No, thank you. Thank you for having us. And I hope it all goes well in your world as well, because you know, <laughs> we're getting there together. We're, we're, are we the Megatrons? I can't remember what we decided. But yeah, thank you so much. Huge thanks to Jason for joining us this week. We'll be back to our usual nonsense in a couple of weeks, so keep us in your app. Uh, There's a new version of Castro out now, so I might give that a try and let you know how I got on with it. Um, Also, we need to follow up on the phenomenon. So much to talk about, and we'll get to it all very soon.